0: Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 podcast. Here we go. Welcome. What's up, guys? Back. Welcome back to the podcast. We are almost 30. We Started almost 30 during the transition from our 20s to our 30s. And we felt like we didn't know the answers. We felt super lost. So we wanted to kind of have a conversation about it. And here yep. we are. And now we're in our 30s. And now we're in our 30s. And now bridge. it's a metaphor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> an analogy. Yes. Don't ask me. My so age. please don't ask questions. Damn it.
2: <laughs> we just
0: had an interview and during, the, so I have a Invisalign right now. It's if you hear a little bit of a lisp, but that's what's going on. And I had my Invisalign in my pocket. Cause I was like, all right, I'm going to do this interview. No, no retainers. And <laughs> after the interview, the PR girl goes, Oh, I think those are your retainers on the ground. And she's like, w- during a, something you said was you were really excited about and the retainers fell out. They just plopped out. Little dentures on the floor. <laughs> My little dentures. I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> Millennial dentures. Popped them back in, didn't rinse them off. <laughs> Whatever.
1: That was Crystal all over London. She would just pop them out, put them on the table. We're having like a lunch meeting. We're
0: like, okay, put whatever. In my pocket, get a little crusty.
1: <laughs> I remember that with my own retainer, my blue it. sparkle retainer. Oh, I yeah. would just, I would just like toss it in my backpack. No, yeah. no case, no nothing. And then like, so I, I would always have like the special wires on my retainer because my teeth were really extra fucked up. So like, they would try to wrap around my teeth and like bring it, like yeah. rein them in, like little goats, and they would never. And I would always, tossing it in my bag, the wires would pop off and my orthodontist was like, what's happening? I'm like, I don't know. My teeth are just unruly.
0: And you had to clean them. Did you ever clean them with like the Pepsodent, the denture I never would. Really? I mean, I would, I would, I would brush them. Yeah. Like I would brush my teeth. I had a Frankel. It's called an FR. It was massive. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. It's called an FR. It was called a Frankel and it was like for your bite. So it would like hold your teeth apart and like move your bite over. It was really gnarly. Yeah. You, know, you know what? People don't talk enough about like
1: that time when our like the orthodontics era you know. of every person's life. If you are lucky enough to get away scotch free and not get braces or retainers or whatever. My sister. Like lucky lucky. Lucky. But it is a traumatizing time. Not only is it painful, it really is painful. I know you're liking the pain right now for whatever
0: reason. But I do. I kind of like my retainer right now. If it's, it's like a dull pain on my teeth and it feels good. Well, cause you know why? I'm like it's being productive. Totally. I'm like, progress <laughs> yeah. is happening. But yeah, it was painful and like your teeth would bleed and like your gums would bleed yeah. and shit. And they're that asking was... you to like focus in school. One time I we were at a big meeting. It was like or like a big talk. And there was like probably everyone in the grade. And I was in the back row and I had my Frankel and I was like fucking with it. And I had it outside of my mouth, but I was like sitting there (laughs) like a football player, literally. And the teacher up front goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so distracted by this, by this girl's retainer back there. (laughs) And every single person knew it was me because my retainer was wild and crazy. So everyone turned around and I was like, (laughs)
1: I re- does does anyone out there Fold remember flipping mouth. the retainer so you do like yeah. tricks and you could hear it in the classroom like kind of the little clankety clank yeah. of the plastic and you'd like flip it and then like slip it back in but sometimes because yeah. I'm clumsy it would fall out of and just like there's like drool everywhere yeah, it Everyone was such a time. It.
0: It's funny too, because that's something that in the future, they're going to laugh at, like how archaic oh it was. Oh my God, metal so, in the mouth. The metal in the mouth. And then like the rubber bands, Did you have rubber bands? Yeah, of course. So the rubber bands also too, it's like, this is going to pull your teeth. It's like, so it's so weird. And like, it's just not going to happen. You know, I don't know what they're going to be able to do but they're definitely going to be able to do better. I guess Invisalign is kind of a step yeah. forward. But. I know. I wonder what, like, can kids do Invisalign now? Like, Dude, I'm not know. sure, but it's so interesting. But like, I lived for like the colors on the braces. Same. Like I- I got navy. Oh, I got navy too. I did too. Cause they're like, this is, if you want your teeth to look white, you should get navy. Oh. So I was like, Bing. Mine was like, oh, it'll match with everything. I'll even though that's that. not really true. Or a lot of people got like school colors. Totally. They like get their school colors. No one would get white.
1: No one would get your white. your teeth would
0: look yellow. Too many people were having Doritos at lunch dude. to get oh, white. That, that sh- Those shits hurt. But when you got it off, dude, I got it off February 13th after school. So Valentine's Day, my shit was popping. Wow. Did you get asked out or did you already have a boyfriend or what? I was a freshman, <laughs> so I- You're like, hey boys. I did. I had my tits out that day and I got in trouble. Mm. I don't know what I did. I was probably just running around. I don't know. My teeth were still They waited till I got weird. my braces off. And then they're like, Oh <laughs> who's that? I've yeah. never seen
1: you before. <laughs> yeah, they're like, Oh, she knew. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm at my all girl school and I'm like, Hey everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, you're like a new me. <laughs>
1: Slick and shiny. Oh man.
0: Uh those were the awkward days. Truly. Um but everyone was like that. But yeah, it was I mean, you know, I might look back now and think I'm awkward, so Bless. yeah it's just kind of like annoying when like celebrities are like when they're like oh what were you like and they're like i was the ugly duckling and i was so awkward Truly. and then they show I'm like, a picture Bitch, did you have an eye patch and like your hair was like an inch long because you had lice and you had a freckle. no <laughs> i did okay <laughs> it's always like a joke it's like i was like they're always like i was like too skinny I was yeah. like always like way too skinny. You're like okay,
1: <laughs> little string bean. Yeah, yeah. There was a period of three years where I had only two front teeth. Yeah. So had a lot of space. Do you have any pictures. Um, I'm. I definitely do somewhere. I just don't think I took a lot of pictures during that time because I was like, yeah, don't look at me. Yeah. Um, but Did yeah, sister that I, I could. Uh, no, no, they were fine. Really? Yeah, I was just missing adult teeth, like a fucking uh-huh. weird caveman. <laughs> Um, but yeah,
0: I, I'm going to think about my kid. Like I need to like be aware of that time in my kid's life and be oh, a super yeah. sensitive. Plus. Well, it's almost like getting them braces when they think braces are cool. You know, when you're little and you're like, I want glasses and yeah. you're like, I want braces. It's like and giving get it to them. them, them. That, yeah, Justin had them when he was in like third grade. That's early. Yeah, He had them when he was in third grade and then on the top and then he had the bottom in eighth grade um, and his lips are so big that no one could even tell. So it was like, and his teeth are so really good, and he doesn't have wear any retainers. It's weird. Really, yeah. Wow, I know good genetics. Honestly, I know <laughs> you're going to make something who was with that? that. We were out somewhere, and like one of the guys was like, "You're what they call a breeder." Oh
1: yeah, I've, yeah, I've been yes. What? Yeah. Uh, people say that to me when I was like dating the, my my ex-boyfriend because he was an athlete.
0: He's like, "Oh, you guys are breeders." They'll kill me. Kill I was me. Like, actually kill me. I was like, "Huh?" Uh, honestly, it was like a joke. It was a joke that someone said, but it's like technically everyone is. Yeah. <laughs> because that's We're what all breeding? Yeah, that's what we all do as like mammals is breed. They're like, "Oh, look at those legs. Could run them." <laughs> I know mile. literally. It's like, "What do you want me to do? Like run up a tree and catch something? Like I don't need to catch my dinner. I don't need to like <laughs> like start a fire." No longer I don't hunters need to and survive. gout. Literally, I don't need to survive winters outside.
1: Uh, uh, We're
0: all breeders, bitch. Yeah, it's such a funny thing when people comment on like a relationship. They're like, ooh, wow. <laughs> That's when you're young. It's like when you're young, if your relationship lasts longer than seven months, it's like, you guys are practically married you know they'd be like are you guys gonna have like kids you're like uh we've been dating for eight months
1: (laughs) and then like now we're older it's like three years and you're like i think we're dating yeah honestly
0: (laughs) you're in between you're yeah you're like we haven't had the talk yet but (laughs) I'm pretty sure
1: (laughs) hasn't featured me on his instagram yet but yeah i think (laughs) i think we're destined (laughs) oh shit how's everything else settling back in after our our travels that's great.
0: Good. I was really exhausted tonight. I went to, I got my new books by Janine Roth. Mm, Pita was talking yep, about, yep. and I've read a few of Janine Roth's books recommended by Danica Breisha and then Peter Kelly, Women, Food, and God. And then the books I got yesterday, I forget what they were, but um, I just started them. So I'm excited to have those. And it's really about the relationship between um, the way that we love ourselves and receive and give love and mm-hmm. food and the emotional attachment to food and stuff like that. So I'm excited to like dive into those. I have a hundred books. Like we get so, yeah. sent so many books, but it's so funny. Like I buy the ones I still want to read, <laughs> you know, I get, I do read a lot of the books that of people we have on the podcast. Cause they're, you know, awesome. But there's just like, I just am in a very specific book reading mode where I'm not really wanting to read about like,
1: Fucking whatever. I completely,
0: yeah. You know? I know. And I like I like getting a book. Same.
1: I like buying a book. Yeah. Investing in a book, getting a book, reading a book like a normal. Yeah. I don't know. Um, How's settling in for you? Good. Like that, isn't that bra amazing? Yeah. I'm wearing um pair of thieves, mm-hmm. or one of our newest sponsors. Yeah, I... I mean, I'm in like full bralette, like don't give me a normal bra right now mode. Do you know what I mean? Like I I do wear normal bras, but like just, I don't know. It's so comfortable. There's something about, it's a cotton modal. So So it's like a combo and it is ridiculously soft That's ridiculously my, soft. my tatas are very happy and when it's just you, like, so cute you like wanna
0: wear a sports bra cuz you want that kind of support but you don't want it to be so tight like sometimes my sports yeah. bra like chokes me i'm like ow and it's cute i always have to yeah. think am i going
1: to take my top ta- my shirt off for someone today i know honestly and so most of the time it's a no but sometimes it's a yes and i need uh you need, I need to be ready. cute You're like, I need polka dots. I need something to talk about (laughs) when I take my shirt off.
0: Actually, I bought bought lingerie when I was in London because I was like, I should buy lingerie. Oh, yeah. It was cool. I I didn't see it. It was like snake skin, kind of tight. Because I remember when we first started dating, I wore this like lacy frilly thing and he literally still makes fun of me to this day. He's like, you looked like a doll. (laughs) I I knew
1: I wish we had like kind of the collection
0: 100. that A hundred, because it was like yeah, like bows and all that mm-hmm. shit. said, like, it looked like a little girl, like, the- <laughs> and so now I'm trying to get like older, like not so like f- feminine in the the child way, yeah. Type of shit. Do
1: you remember the underwear that had just? It was like a little, like a frilly lip on it. Totally, where it it's like a yes. it's a costume. Yes, like I could exactly. have gone gone out for like
0: a like a dance audition. Totally. And it had like on the butt crack, there's like a heart in in the heart. There's a tiny gem Gem that's dangling. (laughs) A gemstone with an action, like a tiny gem. (laughs) An ornament on the gem. Yes, literally. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. I actually, so I have the pair of these, one I love and then um, third love underwear. Yeah, I really do love third love underwear. Mm -hmm. Their bras are bomb too. So, so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Everyone's kind of different in what they prefer. So we like to, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, we like have to all. have it all. Cause yeah, the third love is like my everyday and that one's like my comfies, mm-hmm.
1: you know. And their socks are amazing.
0: Okay, enough about products. Um, we're really
1: excited today. Um, we had a conversation with Lizzie this Jeff. This is so fun.
0: One, just go to lizziejeff.com. Y-L-I-Z-Z-Y-G-G-F-F. Photosheet inspo. She's got the most beautiful curated photos on her on their site, lizziejeff.com. And I was introduced to her by our friend Erica Kimmich of the podcast Of Rooted Beings, which is a meditation studio here in Manhattan Beach. They have awesome meditation classes that I love. She is a meditation teacher. She is teaching at our July retreat in Malibu at Calamigos Ranch, but... She's always on the pulse of knowing like what's cool, what's happening, like what's a really inspiring person or story. And so she introduced me to Lizzie Jeff. We saw Lizzie Jeff at the Love Beauty Wellness Summit, got to meet her. And dude, she is, my goal in life is to be so, Authentic.
1: This is from her website because I just think she she describes it so well. Um, She's a medicine woman and leader of an emerging renaissance dedicated to elevating consciousness through plant, medicine, art, and radical self-love. Her ability to empower and motivate others through her art, music, and presence is her natural superpower. She's a rap priestess, so she makes music. She's an incredible musician. She's a self-love tutor and to many a provocateur. Uh, um, she's the founder of Zen and Kush, a lifestyle brand community event series and pop-up lounge experience dedicated to high-frequency creative expression. We have not been yet, but I am dying
0: Same. to go. Um, yeah. Same. So she does, um, she incorporates like, weed, marijuana, kush into all of these. So there's sensuality workshops that have this plant medicine incorporated. So during our conversation, we talked a lot about the relationship between smoking and creativity, um, her journey, like what high vibration means to her. Um, how can we be a part of more of these creative, high frequency conversations? And it is like so beautiful, so artistic. I love the way that she speaks. Uh, she is super inspiring and, you know, she's been featured in Vice. Rolling Stone nasty gal la weekly so many different places but this conversation um, is different and I just really love the direction that we took it and I love everything you know that she stands for and that she's about yeah she
1: when she came in I love that she she asked if she could kind of like, bless the space. Oh, yeah. So she lives in Palo Santo and like just like had a little moment and I can imagine that she does that everywhere she goes. And I like, I loved that reminder that we can do that. Like we can take the time to, doesn't need to be a whole thing that everyone knows about, but because she knew we're, knows we're into that stuff, she invited us to be a part of it. So to really bless the space so that we could, you know, have a conversation that was just like super high vibe and open and grounded. So Yeah. I just love her for that. And she's, she doesn't even blink an eye. She's like unapologetic about that shit. She's
0: just like, this is, this is me. This is how I live. This is what I do. And her ability to create ritual everywhere she goes in life is really inspiring too. Yeah. So, you know, being connected enough and thoughtful enough about energy to create those type of things where you go into a situation and, you know, you want to create this beautiful environment everywhere you go and i really appreciated that about her and that about you know what she brought into this experience that we had together so lizziejeff.com is her website you can connect with her on instagram as well her company is zen and kush at z e n k u s h and she hosts some of these amazing sensuality workshops all over and if you want to join us and go to one We would love to do that with you. Yeah, enjoy this episode. Join the secret Facebook group.
1: Um, Tell us all the things, all the feelings after this one and any other episode or anything you want to talk about. That group is the most supportive, funny, uh, honestly, the light of the internet. So join if you haven't already. Join your subgroups where you are. So um, we have ambassadors over seventy all over the world who are leading subgroups and you know hosting meetups. It is as casual or as whatever as you want it to be. Honestly, we just want to you know provide a way for you guys to connect in real life. Um, and we're on tour, as you know traveling all over. So we have an event in LA on the 20th um, of June, which we're really excited about hosting that with Brie Melanson. Um, And actually tomorrow we are headed to Denver. We have an event on the 30th of May with Natalie Miles. And then we have our live show in San Francisco on July 27th at The Independent. There are some tickets still available for that. So grab those, bring your friends. We cannot wait to see you. Lacey
0: Phillips, baby. Come on. To be magnetic. If you have done any of her work, you know how magical she is. So, Lacey Phillips is our homie for that one. Yeah. And then the retreat, baby. Yeah. So, we are more than halfway sold out for the retreat the tickets will be gone by June. Um, and we would love to have you. We have speakers, um, like Kelly Levesque, like Jordan Younger, um, Danielle Pasenti, Aubrey Winters are going to be leading workouts. We're doing it in partnership with Tone It Up to lead the workout on the last day. So they're going to bring some awesome goodies. And then we have amazing brand partners that are going to be hooking it up for all of you. So we have that full list on our website of the great partners that are, um, giving product to our amazing retreat attendees, but that's it's going to be at Calamigos Ranch on the 9th through the 12th of July.
1: Yeah. Super, super special experience that we will be experiencing along with you. So cannot wait to meet you. Um, all right. Enjoy this one. We love you. We'll see you on the other side. Love you. Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. It was a seven-minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk uh about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you, for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So
0: Maybe it's just my cord. Hello. Perfect. Okay, now I can hear. Perfect. Now I can't. Oh, now I can hear. Yep, yep, perfect. Yeah, hopefully that stays. What do we got here at the table?
2: Well, it all depends on the day, but today as i find my ovaries raging <laughs> and i feel that the cleansing of things that no longer serve me i have a little kit you know yeah so this right here this is apothecana um extra strength body spray it's infused with peppermint and arnica and just like magic cool and yeah. so if you're having a migraine or back pain or you know any type of sore Soreness, um one splash, especially right at your neck the back of your neck,, yeah. it's very just medicinal on every level,
0: um, beautiful, it's got cannabis and juniper, peppermint and arnica,
2: yeah, so I like that, um because it's it's kind of like uh, I don't know like how our parents have been gay back in the day, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, remember yeah.
0: Shack was like the Ben gay guy, who yeah. Shaq, oh Shack, um, yeah,
2: I don't remember that, but you're welcome to try it, too. <laughs> okay. Very, very nice. I'm
0: gonna spray my forehead.
2: (laughs) Right. I'm spraying the back of my neck. And just take a deep breath in. Yeah. Let that peppermint really just invigorate. Yeah, peppermint's the shit. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That is nice. Yeah. A lot of that's so good because it um just brings attention to your body. Right, exactly. You know, like you're like, oh, there's a back of my neck that exists right right now and I can feel it now because of the peppermint. Right. You know, I'm like.
2: (laughs) Right, it connects you. What else? So I got this um, CBD. um, It's just a tincture from Earth Minded. It's a thousand milligrams. So this one's a little more potent. CBD for me is beautiful. It's really become just like, an integral part of my being you know i I am a cbd being but that makes sense too because we all have an endocannabinoid system you know and many of us are uh deficient but using cbd even if it's not for some instant relief Mm. which it provides for many people um just using it daily strengthens your immune system strengthens your bones um you, you become less stressed, less anxious, just more inspired, more connected to who you really are, more grounded. It really provides an overall sense of well being. So, did people
0: use it back in the day? Oh, Do you know definitely. What I mean? Did oh, they? absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, like, oh, absolutely. because we have an endocannabinoid system, uh-huh. you know, and if sometimes different parts of it, we have mm-hmm. more or less of it, like, what?
2: we've done in the past or are we now deficient or how has that worked? Right. That's a great question. And yeah, cannabis has been used for, you know, since the beginning of time. Yeah. On so many levels for so many reasons. And it was um, definitely a popular uh, form of medicine that was prescribed often by doctors, um, especially in, you know, the U.S. But, when it comes to the new research, I think be, be times are so different. There's so many distractions. There's, you know, there's a lot going on compared to when indigenous or how indigenous cultures use cannabis. A lot of times in ritual, um, a lot of times when calling things in, you know what I'm saying? And so it was even a different intention with it. Um compared to now and the mainstream cannabis culture is kind of like well which it's shifting but for a long time it was bro culture how high can you get Mm -hmm. smoke the fattest blunt cute girls you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying but now there's a shift as more women are coming into the space and bringing that um more medicinal spiritual ritualistic vibe to it because now we know different strains provide different um, relief for different areas, you know, and the difference between CBD and THC and THC Delta nine and terpenes and, you know, not saying that that wasn't present already, but there's just something very nurturing and, you know, about the female presence, especially because she's a female plant, Mm -hmm. you know, so. Have you always respected the
1: plant like you do now? Like, or- like what was your introduction to That's cannabis? A really good
2: question? And I've always had some form of appreciation for it, but in the way that I do now, you know, it, my relationship with cannabis has definitely evolved. And, you know, since I was a teenager, uh, smoking with my brothers, it, it, there was this like stigma, there was this, um, like you know, fear of, like, getting caught and smelling, um, like, ganja. But even the act of, like, my brothers and I going off to, you know, Mm -hmm. find our spot, you know what I'm saying, and have these, like, dope conversations. Um, That was really beautiful. But over Mm -hmm. the years, I started working in a dispensary. So that gave me a whole new perspective of just the world, the earth in general, because I realized cannabis, it would take you years and years to learn, you know, we're still learning things about it. And there's just so many beautiful benefits, you know, and properties. And from like it being an antioxidant to it being anti-fungal and antidepressant and cures asthma and you know does all these beautiful things for the body but even on the spiritual level it connects you to a space that we don't often intentionally put ourselves in um and a lot of us because there's so many distractions from gmos to reality tv to instagram to the news just so many things that are uh and then the distraction of like not loving our bodies you know and and So especially as this huge women's evolution is going on, it's a beautiful plant, um, especially for women to really connect to the power of the womb, understanding the intention of womb worship and daily, you know, ritual and even honoring your breasts. I love doing um, a daily breast massage meditation using CBD infused oil. So, you know, back to the oil, I'd put a dropper in my water. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a micro dose. It's not like, woo, but really <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on a vibration of like ultimate confidence and guidance and clarity. Um, but I mix it sometimes with jojoba or avocado oil and lavender tea tree and just, you know, there's something powerful in us honoring our bodies, especially as we're shifting and learning how to really love ourselves But I've seen cannabis be a huge, huge, like, part of that healing on so many levels, even just in my community alone, what I've seen. um, But, you know, you got the women's evolution, you got the social justice movement, you know, you got so many different things happening. And cannabis, in my opinion, is the gateway to the healing on so many levels. So it's beautiful to be here. I love having you here. What's it? So, the womb, I would love to talk about mm-hmm. that. Like, what is
0: important about the womb, and why is it important that we get in touch with it? And what are some practices in addition to cannabis that can help us kind of love it and just get more connected?
2: That's a beautiful question. Um, well, so for a long time, there's been this like shame around our cycles. There's been, like, tampons with toxins. There's been, you know, I read this study where the generation of women that were wearing, uh, what do you call it? Girdles. Girdles. Or corsets. Yeah, had the Mm -hmm. highest rate of hysterectomies. Wow. And anyway, so all these little different things, you realize it's kind of like there's a lot of resistance against, like, the divine feminine and— Once we really connect to our bodies, to our cycles, we're so powerful and there's reasons why, you know, the shame was created, um, around that. So as women are stepping into their greatness and there's a shift and we're bossing up and we're, you know, entrepreneurs and leading empires, my incredible mothers and bosses. And, you know, as we're, the shift is happening, um, is vital that we you know create more intention around honoring our womb in daily practice even if it's simply putting your hand you know on your womb and just speaking life because our womb generates life the life force energy all of our creativity and our brilliant ideas stem from the power of our womb so it's all about activating because there's kind of been this like resistance against our womb and this kind of shame Around it, we've been disconnected, especially think about the ancestral trauma that's so deep, you know, so there's a lot that we're healing right now. And even outside of cannabis, which isn't the only there's so many things, you know, it's like you choose. You can float in and explore yoga You can try Reiki healing, um, pranayama, get the lung capacity up, breathing exercises, breathing more life into your womb. You know, there's so many ways, even, you know, going vegan for a week or doing an organic diet for 30 days, whatever it is, there's many different avenues to like activating the power of our womb. And one of my favorites, aside from, you know, the breast massage, like what I like to do I'll stand in the mirror and I'll put on some really sexy R&B and you know maybe a nice like gorgeous kimono, light a couple candles, I, you know, I have these beautiful red string lights and just set the vibe, put some peppermint in the air and it's just like a moment for myself to really worship and speak affirmations, you know, mm-hmm. you are amazing, you are life force, you are beautiful, you provide, you know, brilliant ideas. Just I feel guided. I feel clear. Thank you. You know, um, because that, that'll really activate us even more and even teaching our men how to be aware and mindful of that. Yeah. I wanted to ask you
1: about that. Like, you know, in, you know, as the women rise, you know, I think the ideal is to like bring the men along and, and hopefully uplevel them as well. It's not about like, bashing them in and putting them down. So yeah. How do you, how do you kind of not, te- I, I don't want to say teach them, but just kind of embody like yeah. what you need. And then yeah. also how do you kind of protect that right. area of your body? Mm-hmm. You know, if, you know, if you have sex with someone mm-hmm. or it's just intimate, like mm-hmm. it is like an energetic imprint, mm-hmm. you know, that Absolutely. could last more than just that moment.
2: Absolutely.
1: So I'm just curious. That's a
2: beautiful question. Um okay, so I, right before I enter that question. Mm-hmm. The the last part of the tapping into the womb energy, I love wearing a sexy lace bra underneath, you know, maybe let a little lace peek, a little strappy situation, maybe some high waist fishnets just a pinch under the business suit, under the kimono, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm just adding that sense of like sensuality and allowing yourself to exist on that vibration, um, which is what led me into this more like powerful stance when it comes to my relationships with men on all levels. Um, Friends, you know, creative peers, my brothers, people I was dating, people I am dating, you know, and, I had to really I had to really fall in love with myself first and I'm surrounded by so many incredible men um on so many levels especially with the community that I've been creating so I'm like okay well how do I you know m- my girls and I we have these groups we talk we share information you know we relate we confirm things for each other but how do we activate a space for men as we're creating new standards for ourselves, as we're stepping into our magnificence, because the old paradigm, that doesn't work anymore. We're, we're, we're up here. So it's a matter of us being able to level up with each other. And for me, what I've done, you know, in the, the event space that I curate, um, Zen and Kush, it's an experiential healing carnival you know, and it's after hours, it's beautiful, it's sensual, it's a vibe. Gorgeous women in lingerie floating around, rose brushing you with fresh rose petals, rolling up, you know, a Damiana lavender pre-roll or something sensual for you. There's exotic dance, live music, there might be a sax player, plant-based food, it's a vibe. So, what was happening was there were only these women-only spaces, and which we need—we absolutely need those spaces. Um, but a lot of times, the men were like, "Well, what about us? Like another women's event?" So for me, I wanted to create a space. Uh, many of my events are topless. Um, like I have one coming up called Zen and Kush Tees, which is an an elevated topless yoga experience. And the reason why is because one, free the nipple. And two, mm-hmm. um, as we find ourselves in these spaces, falling in love with ourselves, find being more comfortable, it's a space for men to see us in this this energy too. And it's not like, look those mm-hmm. those titties, you know. Yeah. Like, it's like, wow, look that incredible goddess mm-hmm. shining in all of her glory, you know. Yeah. And in this space, there's all shapes, sizes, colors, you mm-hmm. know, lengths, everything. Beliefs, so But really, it's just a space for us to um, not in like you're a man and I'm a woman and I know it's right. And I'm teaching you this. We do it in a very creative, elevated way because, you know, many men love seeing exotic dancers. But at the same time, they might have, you know, just learned Mm -hmm. about, you know, Reiki healing or, you know, the cycle like we have conversations about honoring the womb and why our cycles are so important and what they mean and having these conversations with the men as well so we can just level up together it's like hey this is what I learned about myself I'm sharing it with you
1: and for men to see like women in in community even a topless yoga class I Mm -hmm. feel like it takes the possession out of it like where it's like you know if if a, a man has a girl as a girlfriend or whatever in relationship or hooking up and they're together it's like they're it's like a right. possessive thing right, right. You, whether they realize it or not but to see other women with other women and just right. being sensual outside of the bedroom quote right, unquote right, it's right. like it's it's it is next level yeah. and it hopefully yeah it does open up their mind to that and to see
0: women not talking shit about other women right. or being competitive with oh, them yeah. you know what right, i mean absolutely. like absolutely Cause that happens a lot. And then to be like in a sensual environment where they don't feel perfect, where they don't feel threatened, like is a really special thing too. Cause that's like, I mean, that's that shit where it's like, Oh, women are not playing around. Like if women are naked and like being sensual and being in their light and not judging other women and like still being open and loving and strong and supporting the men and inviting them in, that's like, like we're not playing, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's just all of it. It's all of it. It's right. the inclusion and it's the support and it's the strength, but it's the femininity too, which mm-hmm. is like so important. Yeah, for you, for your self love. Like, how did you? How did you love yourself so much? Like, how did you? What was your journey with that like?
2: Well, um, it's definitely been a journey, and I always go back to my grandmother. She raised me, mm-hmm. and she had. Where would you grow up? Well, I was born in L.A. Um, Crenshaw area um, where I lived for a little while. And then my family, my mother, grandmothers, everybody, they're all from New Orleans. So with my grandmother raising my brothers and I, she wanted to go back to New Orleans and live in her beautiful house with her mom. They have been talking about it that was her dream. So she took us with her and it was cool. So there was like a five-year period where I was in New Orleans and then moved back to LA. Um, but as far as like self-love, I, I mentioned my grandmother because we when, when we grew up, you know, you know how kids are, kids tease each other. And so it was interesting because I got teased a lot. And you know, there's a song that I have where I said that kids used to tease me and I thought it was whack. But now I'm actually grateful every time I look back because in all of those moments from being called five head to, you know, getting talked, my my shoes like were pay less. You know, I had I was, you know, especially living in New Orleans where the girls, they um, blossom at a much earlier age. Hmm. So. I hadn't quite blossom on the breast um, side of things. So that was another thing. So now you got them. You're like, all right, topless nights. So, oh, yeah, and I guess so, huh? Yeah, literally. Yeah, so I'm saying all that. It's like all these things in my mind, because when I would go home, I'd tell my grandmother about it, and she's like, you're fine. Like, yeah, Just laugh. Just smile at them. Just give them love. She was like, because there's some, you know what I'm saying? Yes. She always instilled, you know, how special I was. And also, I, in, in most of my classes, I was always, like, <laughs> one of the smartest. I was, like, the smartest in my class. So whenever there was, like, groups or, you know, people needed help, I was always a person that people would come to. So it kind of like this interesting, interesting balance, you know. But during those moments, it was me manifesting being the shit, you know, being, like, a vibe, you know what I'm saying? And... um having the flyest fashions or whatever I want, you know? Um, And so that was one thing that my grandmother, she was like, you can have anything. You just got to believe it. But not until in my mid to late twenties, did I actually realize that a hundred percent of what I'm thinking and creating in my mind is becoming my reality. So once I fully understood the concept of that from there, that's when I became, um, very intentional, but the first step was for me to monitor. Before I could actually change my thoughts, I had to monitor my thoughts. And when I realized there was a lot of, there was, I would talk a lot of shit to myself, you know, just program things from society and billboards and commercials and, you know, just all the, especially being a woman, being a woman of color, you know, just from everything about my hair to my body to like, you know, all this stuff. So I had to, re- I was like, whoa, there's a lot in there. So I had to retrain my mind. So what I did was I, I had a little, what do you call it? Those square white cards. Um, oh, the note, like a note card, index yeah, card. Yeah, the index card. <laughs> so I-, I don't know, what did How I How old were you? I was like 20-something. Aww. I was already through college. Like I've always been a pretty positive person. I've always, you know, been mindful of like what I'm saying, but not to the degree Where I am now because we're all so creative. So I'm like, well, shit, if it's in our hands, what I gotta make this the most magical, magnificent, epic experience of all time. And that's what I've literally created my life to be every single day. Mm. I eat good, I feel good, you know what I'm saying? I get me a reishi tonic at Erewhon whenever I want to. I can ride down to the beach, I have friends that do Reiki massage friends that are in social justice friends that are that are you know ceos on so many levels like yeah everything you know i'm creating for myself i've called in so i realize in order to fully like live and exist in who i am as an artist a rap artist as a medicine woman as a leader of a community um i Forgot?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you had
2: to love yourself, right? Love myself. Yeah, Yeah, truly. So it's like let's get creative. Let's do some breast massage meditation. Let's stretch every day and like rub myself down in coconut infused like jojoba oil. Let me, you know, go to go to the spa, treat myself to a massage, spend time meditating. Because a lot of times people think self love is just like buying that carrot cake you really love, or going shopping and splurging, which it is. But there's many levels to it. So I just, you know, daily practice and just mindfulness, speaking life into myself. You know, if I'm if I see I'm about to, you know, if I'm thinking something, instantly changing it because it requires practice and it requires a lot of love. So I dress sexy as fuck every day. Truly. You know what I'm saying? It's like I should tear. Right. You know, what I, mean? I burn the sage, you know, when I want to really like step into my greatness even more so. And it's just like once you in- incorporate some intention, plus I say universe inspiring me on new ways to love myself. So every day I explore new ways to love mm-hmm. myself. Plus, in finding new ways to love myself, it activates this other vibration of love that I'll receive from a king who's who I've been calling in. Yeah you know what I'm saying? So I'm just showing the universe how I want to be loved, how I love to be loved and giving it to everywhere, every, everybody and everywhere I go.
0: Wow. I love that (laughs) universe. Show me how to be like, how I can love myself. Mm -hmm. That is fucking powerful.
1: And I love how you're just, you, you take ownership of every area of your life. A lot of people sit, in kind of like the victim seat where, Mm -hmm. and you know, it's no, no shade. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of what they know, Mm -hmm. but to know that you can control every aspect Mm -hmm. of your life, there is an element I think of surrender once Mm -hmm. you've kind of set the intention, obviously, but like for you (laughs) to be so confident and grounded in the fact that like your thoughts have become things and, Mm -hmm. and your patient, and you see it coming in, Mm -hmm. you know, you just Mm -hmm. kind of respect the timing of it all, I think is really, Mm -hmm. really beautiful. You mentioned like, um, that first time that you kind of felt like your thoughts became a thing Mm -hmm. and you Mm realize you can control Mm -hmm. like your Mm -hmm. life. What was that moment?
2: Oh, wow. Um, okay. So I don't remember the exact moment, Mm -hmm. but I remember the moment in time, like where I was and I was Living in Hollywood, not too long ago, I quit my job at Victoria's Secret after 11 years. Huh? To just, damn. Yeah. What were you
1: doing at Victoria's Secret? Yeah,
2: well, I was um I was managing uh, the pink uh, yeah. side of things at wow. um, both the Caesar's Palace store and Miracle Mile when that one opened up. So that was my you know cool. previous, and I realized too a lot of the work that I was doing with women. Um, During that space, because people think, oh, bras and panties, you know, yes. However, there is some really deep healing work that happens because a lot of times I'm in the fitting rooms with these women and they're naked or topless. And maybe I'm the only other person outside of themselves or their partner, if they have one, that's seeing them in this naked space. And that's a very vulnerable space for people. I've cried with women who have just lost their husbands Only, you know, had to have one breast removed. Just so many different stories of healing. And, you know, lingerie is just something about wearing lingerie that makes women feel really tapped into their sensuality and confident and sexy. So that was a really beautiful um, moment for me in in life. Um, Just being able to do that work with women and men, too. Um, but mostly um, women. And when I say men, men coming in looking for things for their, right. you know, there might be people that have been married 25 years that never wore lingerie. Just so many different things. So once I decided to leave there, um, I went back to L.A. And being in L.A., you know, I went through a couple things, hit a hit a low point. Then I found myself in Hollywood. And I, I remember I was like, okay, so since— um, I am controlling this in the space that I'm in right now. I don't necessarily like how this feels. Um, I realize I had to experience this to be able to create what I'm calling in. But I said, let's do it. So I need I don't want to get evicted. So I got to call in some funds. So I started saying I um, I am abundant. I have multiple sources of income. Money flows in with ease, you know, different things like that. I wrote it on an index card. And I remember, I don't know, I went to some little coffee shop and the person in front of me was like, Get anything you want, I'll pay for it. You know, just not even a day after I started repeating these things. And then I walked outside, found a $5 bill, you know what I'm saying? And like the next day, all these little things kept happening. I pulled up to a meter. There was already an hour in it. That's all I needed. You know, different things like that started showing up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. And of course it doesn't happen like overnight a million dollars. It can, but because for so long we're taught money don't grow on trees. You got to work really hard to get money. You got to Get lucky and hit the lottery or be a millionaire, you know what I'm saying? We're not taught that we can. So you have to kind of recondition your mind and eliminate those behaviors. Even to this day, sometimes I might, you know, Erewhon really helps me. Us too. Man, I love Erewhon and there are some items where I'm just like $20 Mm -hmm. and I'm like, nope, abundance mentality, you know, because of course, yeah, $20, but the same thing with how I value myself as an artist. When people ask me, what is your rate? And I tell them my rate and many times, which it's not even absurd, okay, especially for where I am now, it's not an absurd rate. But there have been brands who are like, oh, well, you don't have enough followers or this or that or, you know, whatever. But what it made me realize, just like Erwan, if they're like, this is the product that we are providing. This is the value. This is what I feel is the value of the product. And for me, there's a lot of work that I put into myself just even before I show up to the venue. there's a a process. I don't just like show up magically looking fine as hell and like ready to set the vibe, you know? That requires a process. And for me, this is years of self-diligence and self-work that has gone into me loving myself daily, exploring new like superfoods, you know, trying out Mm -hmm. aphrodisiacs and things like that all put into the presence which you're requesting to elevate the vibes in the space. So understanding the value. And then on top of that, you know, I'm putting together, you know, a really beautiful regal fashion experience, um, which in itself is inspiring. And then I'm providing this incredible, beautiful music and presence. And it took me a long time to be able to say that and define that, you know, as who I am and as an artist and a medicine woman, but I'm in a space where I've stepped into my greatness. I know I'm a queen. I dress like a queen. I speak like one. I give love. I practice compassion. You know, I'm learning more every day. I learn more about myself that I'm sometimes, you know, judgmental of, but I'm practicing more compassion with myself. Um, so it's just this daily, you know, so I don't even know how I got on that topic. I sm- this episode is brought to you
1: by Better Uh oh, Therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy, so crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better, made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, yeah, not quite a fit. They make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. Beautiful. Wow.
0: There's two things you said. So the, the one thing when you talked about you know, creating your own life was like the monitoring of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. And Mm -hmm. I was actually talking about this yesterday on a podcast that we were on about changing your mindset and changing your self-talk and Mm -hmm. changing your relationship that you have with yourself really does begin with the monitoring of your thoughts. So it's like kind of the divided attention to have you observing you watching what you're thinking, Mm -hmm. watching what you, how you're reacting, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, as a little example, when you're driving and someone pulls out in front of you and it's kind of close being like, if you're like literally in your head, like, fuck them. That's a thought that you're going to want to monitor and you're going to want to keep an eye on and shift. Or if it's you looking in the mirror or if it's you, when you receive an email, or if it's you at the grocery store, whatever your thoughts are throughout the day, taking um, stock on those and just really recognizing patterns. And then over time thinking about switching them. That's beautiful. Cause they all, it's, it's so important. I think people want to have the, the positive mindset and the positive talk and, you know, doing the affirmations is so important, but you really have to understand what you're working with first so you can see where your gaps are. And then you also were talking about um, the Victoria's Secret thing, which is like amazing. Mm -hmm. I just love that you took a situation and an experience and you elevated it and Mm -hmm. you made it meaningful and Mm -hmm. you made it special and you made it about empowering the women that were there, Mm -hmm. that were having this experience, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, I didn't even think about it being very Mm -hmm. vulnerable. You know, when I went into Victoria's Secret, I was like, oh, cool. I'm probably going to shoplift like five underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. But like, it's like you took this job that like at this company and just made it really special Mm -hmm. and really used all of your gifts and talents Mm -hmm. to infuse it in this role Mm -hmm. and make it like special. And I just think that is like so important for people to think about, you know, when you're in a job that you like or don't Mm -hmm. like corporate job or not, like there are opportunities for you to infuse your personality and find places that you can um, make it valuable and make it important and make it impactful. Yeah.
2: That's what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we're here to do. Some people are here to start their own new fresh thing and build beautiful empires and be moguls. And some are here to support the vision. Some are here to go into some of these systems that exist to share their light, to show and kind of lead, um, you know, in their own way. Because here's the thing, the way consciousness is shifting right now, the way wellness and healing and like the intent to just want to be better and feel better and look better, that's shifting. And it's now become a trend, which is one of my favorite trends um, so far of all the trends, because everywhere I go, there's a plant-based like experience happening or whatever the case, you know, I can go five minutes and find an organic fresh fresh juice in LA. Um, so as the shift is happening, you're seeing more people. Um, what was your, what, what did you say right before that? About, I was talking about, oh about the Victoria's Secret,
0: about how you really just like owned your job and then the monitoring of the thoughts.
2: Oh, right. Okay. So as this is happening, we're finding more light workers in these spaces mm. at Coca-Cola, at Verizon, at, yes. you know what I'm saying, in different spaces like that. Um, because not everybody is going to like, We can't what I'm saying is we we have to be present. And so that's kind of like what my my time was at Victoria's Secret, although it was retail, although like, you know, the perfumes, you know, yeah, you know, that shit is like. But in the time that I was there, it really like solidified me. I found so many of my reflections and so many of the women um, that I met there and just my personal growth and spiritual growth. And, um, yeah, so, um, I love it cause now I'm doing all this like really beautiful work with women, you know, mm-hmm. doing these curated photo shoot experiences and vid- videos and, you know, these topless tea experiences and just all these different things, these circles where there's many women and men, sometimes it's just me and my girls on the beach, but it feels really beautiful to be in this space. And I think a lot of it has to do with you know how life can be yin and yang. So I worked selling these bras and, and you know what? I actually manifested myself a pair of double D's. Shut up. Yes. What yes. Do you mean? Like I well th- through gaining weight <laughs> and Podcast just like title. Pilates and just getting my body lit. Pilates. Um yeah, I don't know. It was a combination of all ah. these things I was doing. Um but I went from like being a 32B, you know, in high school to like, 32 double D for all for those last few years I worked at Victoria's Damn, Secret I laugh about up. it all I'm a 32 C now yeah you but beautiful I, all my I yeah so every day people are like are those real like my cousins called me one time on a three-way from like Virginia <laughs> we have a question but I'm saying that to say is hilarious like I got so teased for having no breasts and then had these double wow. D's working at Victoria's Secret selling these bras and now I'm in a space where I rarely wear bras and unless it's like my shirt for the day Mm -hmm. um, and I'm doing topless events, you know, it's like now free the nipple, but that like prepared me for this journey, you know? So it's, it's beautiful. It's, Mm -hmm. I think it's such, it's so fun (laughs) if you're like aware enough to like
1: experience these full circle moments, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's with your boobs or, you know, with your relationship with women and just kind of cultivating community. Um, I just think that's, Really cool. I'd love to talk about, I mean, you're a creator on so many Mm -hmm, levels mm -hmm. and I just look at you and I am inspired. So like, I'd love to kind of know more, you know, the fashion, the music, Mm -hmm. the, the experiences, you know, anything creative that, you know, you're called to do. What is your relationship with your creativity? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, and, and has that changed over time Mm -hmm. and for our girls out there who, you know, might be battling a little bit Uh or judging themselves Uh as they like try to birth things. Right. Um, what do you do to, to really like nurture it?
2: Wow. Sex magic is great. But also, you asked so many things. I'll go back to that. But you asked so many things. And that was a great question. These are some really... I love it. Thank you. We're really good. <laughs> These are Yeah, you're amazing. <laughs> but it's nothing but excellence. You know, it's yeah. like we expect nothing less. So Trudely. thank you. Oh. Um, but when it comes to the fashion for me, really quickly, I'm all about how can I... There's three categories. Regal, sensual, and comfortable as fuck. As long as in all those three are covered, I'm good. Usually I love a real sexy, beautiful, custom-made kimono, maybe a two-piece like silk vintage pajama set and a lace bra or a fishnet mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying. But I have m- different styles or snapback, Lizzie. I got different styles, but 99.9% of the time, I'm like on my sensual, regal, relaxed vibe. Whether I'm shopping in the produce at Erewhon, or I've seen you there, girl. jazz at the W. I was like, "There's
1: nothing." <laughs> I was like, I was like scooting out, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Lizzie's here!" Uh, and yeah, it is. It's like I just love, love you know your. It's unapologetic when you mm-hmm. walk into a space, and it really inspires people to kind of like step into.
2: Their greatness?
1: Their greatness.
0: Thank Keep you. I'm sorry. I'm on no. my clinically depressed vibe with oh, my look.
2: Okay. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, we go through phases, our cycles. Totally. Which makes us appreciate each cycle for what it is. Mm. And um, for me, it's like, okay, all right, let's do a, well, look, I'm not going to say do away with, but what if we all committed to having um, articles of clothing that our friends made that were created, you know? by hand or just maybe it's a vintage piece. How can we commit to kind of like a more eco, like intelligent um, way to like experience fashion? And for me, fashion is not just about being fly. It's about representing and showing up for my ancestors. It's about making a statement, you know, I'm even my Afro, that's a statement, even though it's my natural um, hair. It's a political statement. And so through fashion, I'm very aware of the story I'm telling because for so long, me and women that look like me have had to ask to be included. And now we're in a space where we don't have to ask anymore. We can tell our own story. And fashion is a very powerful way to tell that story and really show up in these spaces. And also I'm calling in um, a collaboration to create a custom hemp kimono line. And if I could choose, which I am choosing, I'm declaring it to the universe and to y'all, my whole wardrobe, 99.9% of it would be hemp. So Mm. hemp in itself is just a powerful, powerful, powerful element, gift, blessing on so many levels from being able to wear it to the proteins, to the omegas, to being able to get CBD lotion, cream, housing, gas, even the what it does for the crops compared to cotton. But I'm saying that to say is I want to get into creating hemp and designing um, on a fashion level. And when it comes to the music, the music is a globe. The music is a it's like a spaceship that takes me literally everywhere, anywhere and everywhere I want to go. Do I want to be in Hong Kong? Do I want to be in Lagos? Do I want to be in Bali? Do I want to be chilling next to a pink flamingo on an island in Aruba? That's what the power of the music is. So I'm like, okay, well, I got bars. That's no question. There's no doubt about the lyrical skill set. So how can I truthfully share my healing process in a mindful way that will uplift and empower your spirit. Even if nobody ever listened to it, my music is me serving as a vessel, allowing divine ancestral sacred wisdom to flow through me, to create as a work of art, as a book, as a, as a code, um, to live and grow by and, is really powerful. And the last experience mixtape that I dropped is called Slaps, Spiritual Lyrical Affirmations for Prosperity and Success. And it's a free project on SoundCloud. But it's the idea of just creating, you know, we're here. Like I said, we're leaders of this emerging renaissance, telling with the opportunity to tell our story in a very powerful way. So for me, I only always want to create the most iconic imagery the most iconic music and artwork. So it's like for me, I'm healing through a lot of shit. Especially now that I'm intentionally healing on purpose, I gotta go deep. And there's some deep stuff that was ugly that I'm, you know, dealing with. And a lot of it comes through um, the in the expression of my music. So I realize it's witchcraft. I'm writing the mirror, the music, memorizing it going to the studio, recording it, performing it, rehearsing it. I'm saying it over and over and over. So I'm like, this is powerful. So if this is going to be my outlet, but also one of my number one, most strongest, profound ways to manifest literally anything I want in the entire universe, I'm going to not only make it a tool for myself, but it's a tool for millions of people, potentially. Mm -hmm. So I want you to feel good, I want you to feel inspired if I'm talking about some real shit. I want you to feel empowered. I don't want you to feel drained. I want you to feel like you can go out there and be anything you want to be and really just be yourself because that's our mission. You know, that's 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 the first part of it. But in order to be ourselves, we got to love ourselves. So the music is just about me reflecting your magic on every level. Um, and wow. then the events, Zen and Kush. Zen and Kush is almost unexplainable with words because it's a vortex that I managed to create with the support of my angels and guides, but also my human family community that I've created. Like I had a blank canvas. I took a paintbrush and a couple colors. And just was like, this is what I want. And this is what I have. And it's expanding more daily. But I wanted to create a space because I was working in the dispensary as a bud tender. And every day there were people coming in from homeless veterans to pregnant women on the streets to soccer moms, to like business dads, to like grandpas, everybody. (laughs) Women that came in with, toddlers who had seizures and the only thing that worked was a strawberry lemonade. People that just left the doctor's office and found out they have cancer, you know, so many different types of energy coming in. And I'm seeing firsthand the stories, the real truths of how this medicine is changing lives on a profound level. And we're not hearing about it. Mm. We've been taught something so different. I remember when I was in school, There was a program, a funded program that would come into my classroom and disturb my class period to tell me lies about cannabis. I'm not going to mention any names. I think we all are familiar with. There. (laughs) (laughs) Look, all I'm saying is
0: they taught they that listen. to children. <laughs> they taught
2: that to children. So yeah. imagine us being in a time they now. They we're, teach a
0: bunch of whack shit.
2: Yeah. And look, I'm not here to bash anybody's organization because, you know, last time I saw they're doing an anti-bullying thing. Cool. So, you know, but I'm saying it to say is um, I'm like, this is a story that needs to be told, especially because when. You ask people, well, who do you, what iconic figure comes to mind when you think of Kush or cannabis or weed or, you know, and a lot of times people say Snoop Dogg, Willie Nelson, Bob Marley, Wiz Khalifa. And those are all iconic men who have done a lot of work to like shatter stigmas around the medicine. Um, but what about like some iconic feminine I- imagery? So, that's one thing that inspires me because we have our own story. So with the millions of stories of healing and transformation, there was someone who used to come in every day depressed, literally depressed, could not smile every time you say, how are you? I'm bad. I had to, this happen. It's just depressed. Couldn't even crack a smile to like months, months later. That was my um, Himalayan seesaw crystal. <laughs> It's powerful. <laughs> it's uh, months later, she like cracked a little smile, and that's progress. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, how do we shake it up? Tell this story, infuses divine feminine essence into it, and create a really dope space for people to learn about it. Not in like I'm teaching you something, but like let's have fun, Experience, let's yeah. enjoy. So I want. So at the same time, I was curating a hookah lounge called Blow Thursdays, and there. Right before I started working at Blow Thursdays, my friend and I were running um, a website called allwesteverything.com. It was a West Coast hip-hop website. The only one. So I was doing all the interviews, going in the studios, interviewing all the stars, red carpet, listening parties, just like, you know, living the life. This is right after I came from Vegas, a so maybe a year in. And... From there, I built this gorgeous network. From there, I started doing Blow Thursdays. At Blow Thursdays, um, you know, I was like, this is cool. I'm not really into the alcohol vibe. Um, This is cool. This is a beautiful moment. But from there, I was like, how can I create a space with intention, with love, with healing, no alcohol, just plant medicine, maybe have some exotic dance, maybe have some crystal healing maybe have live music, and I get to share my music. So it was a space that the four main elements of Zen and Kush are sensuality, creative expression, community, and um, sacred plant medicine. And it's really just a matter of infusing those beautiful elements. It's a wellness experience. It's healing. It's like love and massage and Reiki and just music. it's just an infusion. It's a beautiful enchanted carnival and it's it'll transform your spirit, you know because there's sound bath and there's um, breathing meditations and we do eye gazing. you know we keep it sexy, more so sensual but elevated and very safe, very sacred. And it's also a platform for artists, healers, and other people in the community, bud tenders, dispensary owners, Lawyers, tech people, you know, everybody to come and enjoy the space. And it's, it's, it's diverse as fuck. Many different age groups. And it's, I just celebrated the two-year anniversary um, in January. And it was beautiful. It was incredible. So for me, I just want to continue creating these spaces, whether I'm doing the Zen and Kush Lounge at a women's festival like Spirit Weaver's um, in the summer or, you know, popping up and doing the medicine bar at private events. It's really just, how can I tell this story on every level through the medicine bar, through the music, through the events, through the fashion, through just how I show up in the world.
0: Mm. Mm. You mentioned too. So like, You know, I love that you're talking about your hair as like a political, Mm -hmm. you know, like statement. And then you're talking about the stories of cannabis, like for the stories for like women of color. Like how has that played into like what you're doing now? And like, can you talk about how important that is to the community that you're building and like the change and shift that we have now?
2: Absolutely. Um, So for me, it's interesting because I always think about I'm from L.A., you know, South Central. In the mid eighties, when the war on drugs was at an all time like yo high. There were men by and women by the dozens being handcuffed on the blocks, being hauled off. Families were like literally destroyed, communities destroyed, foster care system on a on mm-hmm. boom. You know, there's a lack of fathers in the household, a lack of mothers, so now the grandmothers are stepping in somebody has an uncle, somebody got a dad, you know, it's like, this has now become the reality of, um, many, um, black communities, um, in LA and across the nation. And for me being a product of that and knowing firsthand what it's like experiencing people, loved ones in the prison system, um, being harassed daily for no reason by the police who are like constantly monitoring the neighborhoods. Just being from that and also being a huge fan of hip hop and listening to hip hop growing up and being able to identify with a lot of those stories on some levels, but also having my own story, my own version of what it's like coming from that perspective wanting to infuse it in the music, but also now being a voice. Some call me a pioneer. Some, you know, say the queen of the cannabis renaissance, which that's an honor that I don't take lightly. You know, it's something that inspires me. Um, But even before any newspaper said that, I already knew who I was. And knowing that and being connected to that and showing up as my full self, to now having a voice in this industry and seeing the impact of the war on drugs and now being surrounded by industry of a lot of white people, especially white men that are making um, enormous amounts of money while there's still many people locked up, just being mindful of that. I'm not here to destroy anything that exists. All I want to do is create a space where we can be aware And mindful of how we're using our voice, our impact, our influence to really like impact change and alternative ways to support each other. And for me, you know, I told you my grandmother raised me, my great grandmother and my grandmother in in New Orleans. And my great grandmother was born in 1907 in Cottonport. And so was my grandmother, 1926. and. You know, they grew up, they spent most of their lives in the South, and they had a totally different experience than what I have. And they taught me so much and instilled so much and told me so many of their stories, things that you can't believe, but you can't believe it. And so with that and knowing what they sacrificed and knowing, you know, the lack of, you know, possibilities but there there were a lot of people of color that were that have been thriving since you know since slavery ended um even while slavery was happening there were black people that were thriving so i'm not saying um she wasn't thriving but it was just a different time it was a different time and now i can walk in the street with a strappy lace bra on you know what i'm saying and i can wear my afro and not be harassed about it and You know, I'm working with so many different types of women and men from different backgrounds with different stories. So I say that to say I'm aware of the path that has been paved for me. And that really ignites the fuel um, that I use in all of my expressions. And even the people around me in the industry, you know, we have these conversations about, how to be mindful of the reality that exists and how to move forward consciously by creating an alternative um, paradigm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the last <laughs> thing I'll say is I only want to create iconic shit. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to photography, video visuals, even my life set, It is always my intention to reflect the magic of my ancestors in the highest vibration possible. Now, I have multi-background women from multi-background, multiple backgrounds that are part of everything that I do. But I'm always mindful of really highlighting um, women of color in their full glory and power because for so long we've been told that we weren't beautiful that we're to this, we're to that, our skin is this, our hair is that, um, our bodies have been over sexualized on so many levels. So I just wanna create powerful images of women, especially women of color, in their full power and in, in, in ways you don't see. Cause when you Google witchcraft, when you Google goddess circle, you know, sister circle, there's, there's not a lot of black women that pop up in these images, 100%. Mm-hmm. so they don't exist. So for me, it's about, Hey, you're beautiful. You're beautiful, but we're all fucking beautiful mm-hmm. and we can be even more beautiful together. Why not? You know what I'm saying? It's like eliminating this idea of competition, but also creating this vibration of, I see you tell me your story. I'll tell you mine. That's why we got to tell our stories. Mm because we all can support each other on some level. So with that said, understanding the power, you know, cannabis is the first industry, you know, to exist where people, especially um, people from communities of color can have a chance to build an empire without having a degree, without knowing somebody, without being related to somebody. Um, But we just have to create the opportunities um to to find ourselves in these spaces because we have been left out on purpose. So it's not it's not by accident. So it's about, you know, we just gotta go a little bit harder to, to tell our story. Um so, you know, you feel me. I feel you. So, That's why you're here today. <laughs> For as confident as
1: you are and like, you know, any room you walk into, you are felt. Is there anything that you are Working on right now, that it like is has been challenging or just yep deep.
2: And I'm always working. On I
1: know something. you are. Yeah,
2: but that's a good question yeah. because for me, is a I, we need to remind each other to always be working on something. And a lot of times we might be working on something that we think is vital for our evolution, but it's some bullshit. So (laughs) tell me more about that. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, I'm like, well, how can I maximize on this energy that I'm spending on this particular, you know what I'm saying? And for me uh, personally, one thing that I'm working on is more surrender and trust. And I say that because as things are expanding for me on the music front, experience front, everything front, just existing as a human in this world and my spiritual evolution, I find myself in a space where I need more support and learning how to ask for that because for a long time, I built my, my, I built the foundation, you know, it required a particular level of diligence, self-love and, um, you know, self-motivation and I built something really powerful that I love and believe in. So for me, it's about, um, continuously leveling up because as I continuously level up all of the things that I create will continue constantly level up. So right now I'm calling in more support and clearly communicating that support. Um, and also, um, just, I like to flow, you know, I I don't like to rush. I just want to get there. I want to flow. I want to be aware of, of course, when I'm supposed to be there, but For me, because I do so many different things, from meetings to calls to shoots to sessions to hosting the medicine bar to traveling and doing a cannabis ceremony or whatever, um, I like to just float because I'm like, I'm creating this, what I say goes. So I love having an abundance of opportunities but I don't want to rush between things because I want to enjoy these times because I know the trajectory Mm -hmm. of my path. I've already seen it. And I, and there's some things that I have, I can't even imagine. So I know where I'm headed and I know that is grand. So I want to really be able to, um, slow down, take it in, breathe more, trust more, um, and just connect to the flow, you know? And if it doesn't align for me, I can say no. You know, and because that's a huge part of self-love is the kind of having these knowing our, our boundaries. Because it's okay to have them. I'm totally open to abundance, but I also know um, what I need in that moment. And just yeah. being able to clearly state that. So um, sometimes I wear blue braids. When I'm working on my throat chakra, when I want to have more presence around healing my third throat chakra, I might wear a lapis, you know, around my neck. I might, you know, ask the universe to provide me with opportunities to speak up for myself. And sometimes it's not comfortable, but we have to, in order for us to continue pushing culture forward, And like exploring new terrain, we have to step into realms unknown and have a certain level of discomfort because it's new, it's fresh, it's going to feel that way. So just continue, you know, growth and surrender. You're amazing. This (laughs) was so good. You crushed it. Thank you. You literally crushed. Thank you. Like (laughs) so good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Y'all did too.
0: So where can people connect with you? Like where can people find you? Where can people
2: find your music? Tell us. What's up? Well, I have a website, lizziejeff.com. I have a pretty booming Instagram. It is is booming. (laughs) Thank you. I love it. Lizzie Jeff, L-I-Z-Z-Y-J-E-F-F. Like I said, I recently released my mixtape called Slaps, Spiritual Lyrical Affirmations for Prosperity and Success. It's available on SoundCloud. For those that like to support the independence, it's also available at lizziejeff.bandcamp.com And um, Zen and Kush teas an infused topless yoga experience taking place in LA March 23rd. Um, and also, maybe you ladies might be interested, but on March 30th, there's a Yes Retreat. Um, curated by this beautiful healer in the community her name is brandy lynn but she does a yearly yes retreat for women and it's going to be in rancho's Palos verdes on this beautiful property it's a two-day just retreat of just like self-love empowerment Mm. just totally elevated on a gorgeous piece of land so i'll be there performing with my dj moonflower oh who you you y'all would love? Before. I know. I can't wait. She's to come like, oh, you means. met her too at the. She at the um, oh that, yeah. That was her. In Is the your red. friend? Yeah. Yes. She's so cool. Yeah, she's like a super psychedelic, like space goddess y'all from are the seventies. Like you know? Yeah, and it's perfect. You know, we align. so we have a couple mm. shows. We're doing a show. We're opening up for Clockwork on Friday. Who. He was Mac Miller's DJ. Yeah, mm. and, he's from my hometown. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he's on a solo tour now, and he invited me to open up for him. Oh, that's so. So dope. That, so that's really Congrats. nice too. Thank you, because I love doing the hip hop show. I love doing all the shows. I love the private backyards, Petit Hermitage rooftop, in the you know private living room sesh. I love it all. Stadium, love it all. Um. And I especially love when I get to do the like hip hop shows when I'm the only woman Mm -hmm. on the um, Mm -hmm. bill, not because I'm the only girl, but because my my goal with the music is to really infuse, especially hip hop with this like really powerful, divine, feminine, like sensual energy, you know, because it needs that healing, you know, many different forms of music need that healing. But hip hop um i think um you know because and also to balance like the male the the masculine feminine and just bringing that so i bring my goddesses to the shows we're in lingerie it's a vibe one of the fairies might like i gaze you for 30 seconds you might get sage down who knows it's a vibe but just bringing that Mm. so i think about like going on tour and doing these big festivals you know like our the dressing room is a vibe and I'll bring my Reiki healer, come get some Reiki. But yeah, because that's like, why not? We're here to heal each other, you know. So let's do it and have fun, but also make it really dope and aesthetically pleasing and like yeah. feel good and travel and live our dreams. So yeah, it's Lizzie a vibe, y'all. Yeah. yeah, thank it's you so much. <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs>
1: Truly,
0: you crushed. Wow, you, we are queens. here to
1: heal each other.
0: Yeah, Ooh. thank you.
1: <laughs> thank you for. Speaking your truth. yeah. Ooh, ooh.
2: Blessing. All That's right, it. y'all. We we'll see you. you
0: next time. Love mm-hmm. you. Love Bye. you. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh
2: my God, you did so good. Thank you. That, was that longer? Than-
0: Thank you so much, Lizzie. That was one for the books. Yeah. True. Cannot wait to hang out and do something with you soon. Um, you inspire me and you are incredible. So. Thanks for another great episode. See you at all the events this year. See you at the retreat. And then your podcast pro, we are working on this summer. So more to come with that. We would love to help you start monetizing, grow your podcast because it has changed our lives. So we would love to change yours with your podcast pro. Um, and then just a quick shout out to our team, quick shout out to Shara, who runs the ambassador program. She's doing an amazing job and we are inspired by her and her growth in the, the role the past couple months. Uh, Chloe is, you months know, tried and true. She is the hardest working person I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of what she's done with chloeleonard.com. You can get any of her downloadables that she's created there with her business that she runs. And then Kayla has done such a great job with tour managing everything that we have behind the scenes. Tiffany is our amazing PR podcast guru. So thank you so much, Tiffany, for all your work. It has been amazing. Truly, truly, truly. And the review of the week. So this review came to me in a DM and it just meant so much to me. Um, And I just wanted to share. My life changed for the better. When I found Almost 30, I was a college grad floundering around the corporate world, trying to understand life, job, love, and spirituality. I went to one of their events and had a spiritual experience unlike anything I've ever had before. These ladies and their guests have taught me so much about myself and how to interact with others they've taught me how to grow and expand my spiritual practices The relationship with my husband my body my spirit has grown tenfold since listening to these ladies keep up the life-changing work it's from Kins 96 thank you so much for dming me thank you so much for writing that and thank you so much for showing up for yourself every fucking week with all these conversations we've have and then during our events yeah We love you. you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Almost 30 podcast.com almost 30 podcast slash events for the tour things. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Peace and love. This is the best. We love you all. Love you. Truly. Peace out. See ya.